Join us for lively discussion about the A-State community. Each week, we'll meet with a variety of faculty, staff, and students to discuss all things Arkansas State University. Live from the ASU TV studios in the School of Media and Journalism, this is A-State Connections. And this is A-State Connections on KASU and ASU-TV. I'm Jonathan Reeves, Academic Advisor for the School of Media and Journalism and the Department of Communication at Arkansas State, and welcome to another exciting year and season of A-State Connections. Today we're talking about Red Wolf Sports, and joining me today to talk about this is Associate Athletic Director for Marketing and Fan Engagement, Brad Bobo. In the first segment of the show, we'll talk with A-State Women's Volleyball head, head Coach, Brian Gerwig, and in the second segment of the show, a-State women's soccer player Mackenzie Robinson joins us. Coach, Brad, thanks for joining me today. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for Appreciate having me. It. Before we talk about the sports, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Coach, tell us about yourself and how you came to Arkansas State. Yeah, I first uh, came here as an assistant under David Rear about five, six years ago now. Um, Dave was one of my mentors, and being back at, I was at George Washington University prior, and really built a great relationship with him, and this was a, a program that had sustained success in the past. So uh, came here first as an assistant and then really had an opportunity, uh, build a great program with him at Houston, and then to come back and take my first head coaching job. So it's been great to be back in Jonesboro. What was it about the sport of volleyball that, that attracted you to the sport? And I, I loved a lot of different sports as a kid, and basketball and swimming and riding my bike and being outside. And uh, there was just something about the team atmosphere within volleyball that I really gravitated towards. And mm -hmm. so I grew a little bit later in life, but you know, by the end of high school, it was you know, 6'2 and able to dunk. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to be that physical and be able to play volleyball. So I really enjoyed it. Right, and we'll talk about the, the team here in just one second. Brad, uh, thank you for joining us here today. A lot of people recognize your voice, of course, as you've been on on radio for many years before uh, doing this. And so uh, now tell they, us. Now they know why. Now they know radio why. all those years. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't say anything because face for radio kind of thing going on here uh, with me. So tell us about uh, what brought you to Arkansas State and tell us about what you do here at A-State. Well, gosh, uh, what brought me to Arkansas State initially, to be honest with you, is the building we're sitting in. Uh, you know, I, I knew at an early age that uh, I wanted to uh, go into broadcast, and as soon as I knew that, I knew Arkansas State was the place I wanted to do it. And so, uh, you know, grew up, I'm a Northeast Arkansas guy, Arkansas State alum, uh, and really, you know, broadcast sort of was my path into the athletic department, I, which was never part of the plan. Uh, but that's how it worked out. And so, you know, now I still get to sort of scratch my broadcast itch, but I get to you get up every day and, and help my favorite team. So you really can't beat that. Absolutely. I want to talk about volleyball. And, Coach, uh, you, you've got a great start to the season. Tell us about your team. This, this team's really special. Um, I think building culture is something that – it's sometimes hard to do, uh, especially in this era with transfer portal. And, you know, we got a lot of young freshmen on our team, and, and I made the decision early to have uh, a, ma a majority of our kids be freshmen and recruit young and try to build the culture. And uh, the culture this year is really special. 
sometimes you have to force it. And this year I haven't had to force it at all. They're, they're extremely competitive and off the court, they're best friends. We can't keep them away from each other. You know, and that really shows for people who've seen the, uh, have seen the, the volleyball team. You can just tell when it's forced, but you can tell when it's real. And mm -hmm. it just seems to be that they really enjoy being with each other. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's everything from the seniors or the upperclassmen, because we only have four upperclassmen. We'll have like all the freshmen over because they, you know, they have to cook dinner or things like that. And they'll have them all over. They'll have movie nights. Um, when parents come into town, they'll be taking different groups of them out to dinner. And it's just really, truly a great family environment. And that wasn't me. I would love to say I built it. I did this. But this is all the kids. And it's just a test to how great human beings they are. This may sound like an obvious question, but I do want to ask it because you mentioned the word culture. How important is that as a coach to be able to have that? Uh, does it make your job easier? I mean, tell us about the, the word culture. I think it's, it's possible to win uh, without culture, but it is extremely hard. I think the better your culture is, uh, the kids start playing for each other. They'll start playing for me. They'll listen to us as a staff. Uh, there's just It's just this extra leg for them to stand on that makes our team different than other people. And I think, again, you can't build a great team without culture. Yeah, Brad, this is a fun team to watch. Oh, it, it is. And you know this, Jonathan, from, from the work you do with them. But sure. even kind of a broader, broader scope than just this team. In general, if you haven't been – to college volleyball, you sort of don't know what you're missing. And I would even say here, you know, Northeast Arkansas, as popular as high school volleyball is, I'd say the same thing. Volleyball is an unbelievably fun sport to watch live because these kids are athletic, they're fast, they run, they jump. And somebody scores every time the ball's in play, right? I mean, you can go to a basketball game and somebody might go five minutes without scoring. Yeah. Every time that ball's in the air, somebody's coming out of it with a point, and it makes volleyball really, really fun to watch. You were talking about that off air. We were talking about how with, with volleyball, women's volleyball, I mean, it's catching on across the nation. Uh, we were just talking about Nebraska had a large number, probably the largest yeah, uh, crowd world recently. Record. It was 92,003 fans at a women's sporting event. And it was the largest in the history of athletics. So I think volleyball in general has a lot of momentum right now. Uh, as Brad was already saying, like very competitive sport, very quick. Um, fans can stay engaged. You don't really fall asleep because there's just so much going on. Yeah. And one thing I know that, that you like about that is obviously it's allowed. You know, people have a good time. What does that do to the team when you've got, you, you know, you're, you're, you're there in that final set or, or, you know, anywhere and they're just getting loud and getting in it? How does that affect the team? Oh, we absolutely, we feed off the emotion of the crowd. And they're, Jonesboro in general, Northeast Arkansas, has a great, rich tradition of success, especially, as you said, on the high school level. Um, and that transitions into educated fans. So they come to watch our game, and they're cheering for the right things. They're encouraging our kids in the right way, and they appreciate good volleyball. So whether it's us making a great play or the other team making a great play, they're cheering on both sides of it. So we love having them. Yeah, Brad. So I know, you know, Coach and I are both – uh, invested in there always being more from a crowd standpoint. So that's always, we're always driving for what's going to get more, what's going to get more. But I tell you this, uh, a couple of weeks ago before the season started, you know, his team played a scarlet and black scrimmage against each other in front of a crowd that 
a lot of people would sign up for to have in a regular season match. But people uh, were sitting on go and ready to see this this volleyball team in action. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've had well over 500, if not 700 fans, almost at every single game. And that really helps us. It just helps our environment, our home environment as well. And, I mean, our overall attendance record is something like 2,500 fans, and they said it, I think it was back in 2016. I would love for one match this year, one match next year, we really focus on it as a, as a fan base and try to break that record again. Yeah, and it's doable, definitely, for oh, sure, absolutely. to be able to do that. Um, so let's talk about you're on the road right now. Uh, you'll be coming back on the 29th, I believe, on the 29th of September you're coming back. But kind of tell us about uh, what y'all are doing on the road. Yeah, we're, we're traveling to uh, southern Indiana or southern Illinois, Carbondale is where we're going this weekend. Uh, we start with eastern Illinois. And that's going to be a really, really tough match. I, I anticipate them to win the OVC and really look at advancing through the NCAA tournament. They're really, really solid. Uh, it'll be a good test for us, for a young team, and to see how we respond. Uh, and then, obviously, the home team in Carbondale um, and Alabama A&M will be fun matches this weekend as well. Uh, the f after that, we're going to go to uh, Missouri State, and then we're home against conference foe Louisiana. So I'm looking forward to getting a little payback after last year's uh, matches at their place. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, unfortunately, like, I say fortunately now, unfortunately then, like they're in line. I, I'm sure they kept receipts all through the year last year because this team, they just fought and fought and mm -hmm. fought. And it just, it was close match after close set. And this close set led to that close match. And they saw it kind of pay them off at the tournament. But as, before we get there over the course of the season, they, I'm sure they, they've got a little bit of a Red Wolves revenge tour through the Sunbelt Conference coming up. Yeah, it's going to be going to be a lot of fun to be able to watch, and it's all uh, you know. So we'll definitely be doing that, uh, Brad. One thing I wanted to ask about, and we're going to continue on this uh, on the other side of the break as well. How can fans be involved or get involved with um, things that are going on with Arkansas State? Uh, I know apps are such a big yeah. thing, but but it seems like you all have really taken that app to uh, to the next level. Well, yes, thank you for that, uh, and the biggest sort of the biggest key to that is really taking this step toward uh, you know, mobile ticketing. And that was the, the big drive in, in sort of ramping up that app. There had been an app before, but it was just sort of, hey, have you stumbled across this app and download it? Cool, you've got the app. Well, now the app is sort of the key to the whole thing because once you download the A-State Athletics app, you can link it up to your Ticketmaster account, and every ticket you've got to an A-State game then just pops up on your phone. You move it to your wallet, you scan your phone, you walk in and watch the game. You got volleyball tickets and you want to send somebody a couple of them, you just text them two of your volleyball tickets or send them an email with two of the tickets in it. So uh, I would encourage anybody that's an Arkansas State fan, also anybody that's an Arkansas State student, download uh, the A-State Athletics app because it's also a communications piece, not just in the terms of the news stories pop up there, but we can, you know, through push notifications, we can communicate directly to people who have the app. And sometimes it's gonna be an offer or a contest that's only for people that have the app. So uh, go in the Google Play or the App Store, A-State Athletics, uh, you'll see the, the Red Wolf pop up there, uh, click that thing, download it, and uh, it's gonna just continue becoming kind of a bigger, bigger piece of what's going on. Yeah, I'm getting pop-up notifications all the time, you know, for, from the app. Well, don't so say that. Not good. too many. It's just you know, the right number. Well, it's, it's some. It's some. You know, <laughs> it, you know, some of them have your face on it. So I have to we're, watch we're out for like, that. We're like, you know? like, mindful. And I'm making sure we're mindful that we don't want to drive people crazy with notifications. Exactly. Because we want you to turn the notifications on. It's a kind of a key 
part yeah. of the puzzle. But yeah. so we got to walk that line between making sure we keep you informed without yep. kind of yep. inundating you with notifications. But the main notification right now for this segment is is that volleyball is just it's on fire, and you need to go and support the volleyball team when they come back home to First National Bank Arena on the 29th. We're, so, I have the app, so I'm already getting those notifications. And <laughs> yeah, it worked great. We were the test subject for it, so I, I was thrilled to see digital ticking happen. By the way, one more thing: as we're talking volleyball, yeah, uh, you know, we've also sort of revamped our House Pals Kids Club. Uh, if you go to uh, astateredwolves.com/slash/housepals, sign your uh, youngster 12 and under up for that. One of the things that uh, they get as a House Pal member is free admission to volleyball matches. That's fantastic. That's a great way to be able to do that. Sounds great to me. Yeah, absolutely. Because as you, as you said, the the the, the high school um, culture right now uh, is is makes it fun for people to come on out there to watch, bring the whole family on out there to watch volleyball. And also, there's got to be that recruiting tool in there as well to be able to. People are excited and say, you know, maybe I want to play for the Red Wolves as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have a family environment, and and yep. we love the bigger crowds. Definitely, when we have recruits on campus, they see that, and they they appreciate people showing up and caring about volleyball. Fantastic. Well, Brian Gerwig is the head coach of A State Women's Volleyball. Brad Bobo is associate athletic director for marketing and fan engagement at Arkansas State. Coach, thank you so much for joining us here today. We appreciate it for this first segment. No, thank you for having me. We're going to continue this conversation after this quick timeout. We'll be right back after this, and this is A State Connections. ASU TV, shows like Red Wolf Roundtable, ASU TV News, Westside Football, and more. Gain real life experience while doing what you love. Get involved with ASU TV today. Are you looking for an education that will take you places? At Arkansas State University, we're preparing students for success in today's ever-changing job market. With expert faculty and cutting-edge technology, we're creating an environment where students can thrive and reach their full potential. And with a diverse student body and a supportive community, you'll find plenty of options to get involved and make lifelong connections. Discover all that Arkansas State University has to offer. Apply today and start your journey to a brighter future. Red Wolf Radio is a student-led organization at Arkansas State University wanting to hear your takes on pop culture, music, the news, and college life. Just about anything you can think of. Located in the Education and Communications building on campus, we are always looking for more volunteers. So if you're an Arkansas State University student, no matter the major, and this is something that interests you, shoot us an email at redwolfradio at astate.edu. That's redwolfradio at astate.edu. Let them hear you how. At Arkansas State, we want you to go. Go where learning soars, takes flight, and rockets ahead. Go for experiences, internships, and scholarships. We want you to go. Become A-State Maine. Are you ready to go? Go.astate.edu for details. Live from the ASU TV studios in the School of Media and Journalism, this is A-State Connections.
And welcome back to A-State Connections on KASU and ASU-TV. We're continuing our conversation today about Arkansas State University sports. Joining me in the second segment is Brad Bobo and also A-State women's soccer player Mackenzie Robinson. Mackenzie, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to ask you, first of all, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, I'm a junior. I was a transfer. Um, I'm a Stratcom major. Um, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. I've played soccer for about like 16 years. Um, don't really know what else. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, so, what got you interested in soccer? What, what? Well, I know obviously it's something that you do as a kid and all that. But um, tell us about what your your love for soccer, where that came from. Um, so it started whenever I started watching my brother and sister play, and they were very competitive. So I was like, oh, if they're playing, like I can be better. So I just kind of started doing that, and then I just kind of fell in love with it after that. Do, do they continue playing? I mean, are they, they playing like you are, like in collegiate? Uh, actually, there's like a 12-year, 10-year gap. Oh, 10-year gap, okay. So uh, my brother did play in high school. My sister ended up playing at UCM, and that's actually where I transferred from. So, yeah. Okay, fantastic. How are you liking it here at Arkansas State? Oh, I love it here. The environment is awesome. The coaches are amazing. The players, very easy to get along with. Very good. Brad, this is another fun team to watch, mm -hmm. is a soccer team. And McKenzie's a fun player to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And, but, you know, I just – I can't say enough about the job, you know, Coach Dooley and his staff and his players have done over the years. There had been a long time where uh, if you'd asked me, I'd have told you that soccer is going to be a very difficult, if not next to impossible, for Arkansas State to be, you know, that successful in. Uh, mm -hmm. And part of it is, uh, you know, Coach Dooley's got to cover a lot of ground uh, from a recruiting standpoint. He's got to go outside – the geographic circle to bring in most of his players but man he's done a phenomenal job and the kids he's brought in you know has gotten Arkansas State at the top of the Sun Belt walk right in the door over there at their uh their clubhouse and there'll be two Sun Belt Conference Championship trophies staring at you and sure that's a that's always a welcome sight but I bet they've got room for more absolutely McKenzie how'd you learn about Arkansas State um, well, I entered the transfer portal, and I was just searching every school out there. I was like, I don't even know if I really want to play anymore, but Arkansas State caught my eye, and Coach Julie, when I talked to him, he sounded like he really cared about his players, and that was probably the main thing that I was really looking for. We were talking in the last segment about the volleyball team and the culture that's on that team and just how it just it, the culture is just welcoming and it's it's a great tell us about about how that is on the women's soccer team just just how the team and the team dynamic is um I think it's really good and I think culture is also very important because going to soccer practice every day isn't really I'm not gonna lie like it's not that fun. And so it's basically like a job. And if I didn't have those girls next to me, like supporting me every day, I probably would not want to go. But because of them and because of the culture, I want to go every day. Yeah, and that's important. That definitely is. And once another thing too, you've got great fan turnout, uh, and that and big game tomorrow night. Yeah, big game. <laughs> <laughs> a very good Oklahoma State team coming in here yeah. Thursday afternoon at three o'clock. Yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun to be able to do that. Part of a four match. Homestand, right? Match two of four straight at home. Yeah, I so, guess so. Come on out. Yeah, well, I imagine, though, with, with between class and everything else that's going on, all the days kind of mixed together, mixed together I know, pretty I'm quick. Like... No, it's all good. Um, Brad, besides this, there are other sports that are going on. You know, football's 
you know, coming up with, with Memphis and, and that uh, taking place. Uh, tell us about that and the first home game coming wow. up for Arkansas yeah. State. I mean, first of all, to kind of state the obvious, right, the opener didn't go the way anybody wanted to, okay? Right. But it's one game. No season, good or bad, they've <clears throat> been decided in one game. Yeah. I tell people, you know, I went to Eugene, Oregon, the first game of the 2012 season, and watched an Oregon team that could have scored 100 if it wanted to. And that's an Arkansas State team that went on to win a Sunbelt Conference championship. So nothing was decided last Saturday in Norman. <clears throat> now, excuse me, we get to kind of set the tone for the rest of the season, the next three Saturdays at home. And there have never been three straight Saturdays in September at home in the history of the program. So you know, what we do on the field and what our fans do, you know, in the stands to help is going to, they're really going to go a long way in determining how the rest of the season plays out, I think. Yeah. And so trying to, you know, get as many people there. And also it's another big year because of the significance of how many years yep. that the football team has played at Centennial Bank Stadium. This is number 50. Uh, you know, the 74 season was the first in there. So sometimes that confuses people because it, we're not celebrating the 50th anniversary. We're celebrating the 50th season in there. And uh, yeah, we'll do stuff all year long, some promotional giveaway items tied to that, um, special guests tied to that, different things along the way. So um, a, a really cool uh, concessions offer. This hadn't been said publicly many places, so I can almost kind of say I'm breaking a little news here. Okay. There is a special commemorative cup that's going to be sold at the concession stands, at football games. And it's got pictures from throughout the history of the stadium and different construction phases, and it's a, it's a commemorative cup with our 50th season logo. That cup is going to be available at the concession stand for $10. But when you buy it, it's refillable all season long. Wow, all season long. Buy it one time and just keep bringing it back. The rest that? of the season. I hope you have plenty of those available. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be a hot seller. We'll see if they can run us out of them. Yeah, yeah that, that, that would be the good thing to do. But the thing is, get people out there you know, to, to be able to do that. And as we talked about in the last segment, if you were able to get that app, you, know, you can get your tickets yep. uh, on, on the app there as well. Absolutely. You can buy them in the app. You can manage them in the app. Like I said, you can move them to your wallet. You can transfer them. Uh, really... Um, we tell our people, you can still get a paper ticket if you want it, but we really are trying to encourage the move to where, you know, it's all there in your hand. And, you know, we've got new pedestals coming in that will just scan your phone, scan the barcode from your wallet. So, um, you know, obviously we're not the first or, or far from the last people to go that route, but uh, we're excited about kind of taking a, a big next step toward being completely mobile from a ticketing standpoint. And you know what's really good about watching women's soccer? It's free. It That's is. right. You don't need you don't need to worry about that stuff. I was going to ask McKenzie. So technically, she played in half a match that didn't actually happen a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, because of the heat. Yeah. So had a home match against Jackson State. A lot of conversation about when to play it. It was when the, the heat was just so oppressive a couple of weeks ago. The match ended up getting called at halftime. So McKenzie, how hot was it? Oh my gosh, it was awful. <laughs> I couldn't breathe, but I mean, played through it. I kind of wish we just finished the game though, so they would count it for us. But yeah. We got fun 45 minutes in. That's where we. That's where I learned the rule, and I bet McKenzie learned it too. You had to yeah. go 70 minutes for a match to be official. Yeah, I did not know that. Me either. <laughs> wow. That that we all we all learned something new uh, on that. But so, how, 
in that, uh, how do you play through something like that? Because, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's extremely challenging to do that. At that point, it's more just like a mental game. I just have to keep telling myself just to push through, and you just have like 10 more minutes, 15 more minutes, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. because I, I, know, I know it's hot in Kansas City, but not, not as hot as it is down here. Definitely not that hot. <laughs> With now, that. I have, you ever, have you ever worn a, like a pedometer in a match to know how much ground you cover in a soccer match? Uh, yeah, we wear catapults every game. And last time I checked, I ran like 7.8 miles, I think. If I remember correctly. Which is one of the questions that, because uh, I'll I'll be kind of the loud mouth, you know, do, doing stuff there during the during the games. Love doing that, uh, but we are actually having that conversation about how many miles do you think that they're that they're out there covering, and that's interesting. So I will be able to tell people about eight, you know, seven to eight miles God. on there. Yeah. Man, <laughs> wow, that's that's crazy. I think you could do it. I, I, you know, I, I run, it might take me a little while. I've run 7.8 miles in my life. Yeah, in my, yeah, exactly. I think if we piece it all together, I'd get there. I don't know if I could do it like in, in 90 minutes. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not in a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little bit of time to be able to do it, and maybe so. Uh, I, I guarantee you we're not going to be able to have any races anytime soon, McKenzie, because, uh, I mean, you, you'd be – Going out there, and I just forget. Oh, I it, doubt you know. that. I think it'd be pretty close. Oh well, we'll, we'll just have to. We're we, going out we'll back, but this we, is our. We, sorry, you we guys might, gonna miss the good stuff. We <laughs> might have to bring a, you know, bring bring the cameras out to be able to do, you know, do something like that. And then you see an old man that's out there heaving on the, you know, <laughs> trying to get trying to get more breath and all that. So. We appreciate you both coming up uh, here today uh, for A-State Connections to talk about sports and that. Uh, so once again, tomorrow, what time is the game time tomorrow? Three. Three o'clock. Okay, sounds good. And the game on uh, Sunday? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Or Saturday, excuse yeah, actually, me. Actually, you guys are probably home yeah, Sunday too, but the Saturday football game is at six. Yeah. Uh, we also, you kind of another thing we want to sort of train our fans up to know is that it doesn't really matter. The only thing that matters about when kickoff is is that you, if you're hit in your head, you need to subtract two hours and 15 minutes from that because uh, we really, you know, we want it to be an all day long thing. And there's a lot of new stuff that's going to be out in, in Tailgate City for that. But, you know, if, if you're not going to be there all day, at least be there at 345 for Red Wolf Walk. And that's kind of really when game day starts for our football team. Well, well, that that's just the, the kickoff is a culmination of all of, yep. of everything. I mean, you know, yeah, be out there all day because it's going to be a lot of fun, and the weather should be really fantastic oh, yeah. for it. And you know, we we could not catch a break last year from a weather standpoint. It was so bad. So uh, to see Saturday's forecast and just be almost perfect, I'm looking very forward to that. Yeah, that'll be really good. So it's going to be a fun time. McKenzie, thank you so much. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for coming to Arkansas State. We're so glad that you're here at Arkansas State and also here at A-State Connections. Thanks for that. Thank you. And uh, Brad, thank you uh, for joining us here as well. Anytime. All right. That'll do it for this edition of A-State Connections. I want to thank my co uh, my guest, uh, Coach Brian Gerwig, who was in the first segment, Mackenzie Robinson with A-State Women's Soccer, and Associate Athletic Director of Marketing and Fan Engagement, Brad Bobo, for joining us throughout the entire show. As always, I want to thank the Instructor of Creative Media Production, Galen Perkins, and his amazing students. Let me tell you, they do a fantastic job behind the scenes running the show, every single show. And thanks to engineers Clayton Holderfield and also to Jacob Keene for their help. And thank you for watching. I'll see you right here 
next Wednesday, 1.30, for another edition of A-State Connections. So long, everyone. Have a great day.